1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Um, Well, I say good evening, it's absolutely freezing here in London. And I'm sure around the world it's not. But it is, I don't know what it's like where you two are, but it's like minus three, and I'm not even exaggerating. So to warm up the cockles of our heart, I have brought on two good friends of mine. First of all, to the left of me... Right, me, whatever it looks like. It's Danny the GFB from Burkham Wonderland.
2: Minus three degrees out at the front, minus 1.0 degrees out the back, and 21.1 degrees in my sitting room. I've got all the heating on. because yes. I don't care.
1: We won't be able to pay for, afford to pay for it, but we've got the heating on, anyway.
2: Just um, get you build to about 15 grand, then go bankrupt, and then they don't get their money, and you start all over again. There you go. It's a bit perfect. of financial advice you won't hear from uh, Martin Lewis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> financial <laughs> advice by the GFP.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, young man, Melvin, how are you, darling?
3: I'm good. I'm warm as well. Yeah, I think I might close the window in a minute. No, I have got that closed, don't
1: worry. <laughs> it is bitter at the moment, and apparently my dad says it's going on for a week. Absolutely lovely. Honestly, what more can they throw at us? Anyway, (laughs) to everybody in the chat room, welcome. As I'm going to ask the guys questions, please answer as well. I forgot to mention that last week. So this is episode three of what Arsenal means to me. Because as much as the World Cup is watchable and everything's interesting and it's now coming up to the quarterfinals, we're still missing the Arsenal. I knew it was going to happen. And then today... We played Leon. I, I'm hoping I've got this right. We won 3 0. Is that Correct. right? Yeah. There was a bit madness with penalties. I haven't seen them yet, but I've heard all about them. Worst ever. Worst ever I've heard. Um, yep. And then you get points and everything, and I just can't. And I'm actually a little bit annoyed with Arsenal for charging people to watch it. I actually think it's an absolute bloody liberty. And I very range. rarely. Huh?
2: It's an in... outrage.
1: It is. It's an outrage. I went to click in to have a quick look and they wanted to charge me. Click right out. Don't they think they get enough of our money? Anyway. um,
3: That's another pod, isn't it, that one?
1: Just a little (laughs) bit of housekeeping. Um, Hello to everybody in the chat room. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, what Arsenal means to me, episode three.
0: So the first one I
1: had Jordan jarrett Bryan on, brilliant. Second one I had Stuart, the photographer, on. Brilliant. Third one, these two, likely legs. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure, boys. No pressure. Um, Right, let's get going. Okay, so basically, um, I just wanted to do some shows. And the next, oh, I don't know what that was, but anyway. And the next um, show, the next few shows I'm doing are all about Just getting different guests on. Next week, I've got um, the boys from the AST coming on, which will be interesting. My Mm. mate Axe and Tim Payton are coming on. Um, And then we've got Dave Hillier coming on. And actually, Sunday night, I've got... um, Tom Canton from the Goonah Talk coming on. Never heard of him. (laughs) Um,
2: Award win, double award winner. Oh,
1: double award winner. So there's lots of different things. And the last show I'm ending with is my dad and my cousin. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to do a little bit of Arsenal. So I want to know, both of you, I'm going to start with you, Danny, because you're a little bit younger than Melvin, and we'll go to Melvin.
0: Just a smidgen.
1: Just a smidgen. Um, (laughs) Dan, why Arsenal and what do they mean to you?
2: Uh, goes back to when I was in um, when I went to primary school in England so that would have been year one so I'd have been about six so that would have been the summer or September 1976 I think and I needed a PE kit and my mum went down to sports and fashions in Huntingdon and had to look at all the PE kits they had there and they had Liverpool and man United and she said there was a white one which is either Spurs or Leeds, probably Leeds. Uh, But there again, Huntington is a a London overflow area because that's where we moved up from. And then she saw an Arsenal one, and then she went, ah, to be sure, potato, potato, I recognise there's some Irish players at Arsenal. And... She remembers Pat Jennings and uh, Pat Rice and uh, Frank Staple. I mean, she didn't know any of these names, but she associated Arsenal with the Irish. And so she went, I'll have that. She So she stole me a PE kit. It was an Arsenal. She didn't steal it. She probably paid uh, very little and i still had the bag you've got a, a um those bags that you put all your stuff in when you're going for a shower um a toilet bag I Had a toilet bag uh, a red patent leather bag with the arsenal crest on it and a red no it wasn't an arsenal kit because it's just red and white kit and they bundled it all together and i said oh oh gav's there white cheeky and
1: I thought I'd leave that up for you to see. So rude is that
2: gag, so rude. I was quite a normal size until I was permanently sat down. Uh, And so, yeah, (laughs) And I didn't really take any notice of that until probably the 1982, when I was 12, um, was when I started going, oh, what team do you support? I support Arsenal. A friend of mine supported Nottingham Forest, and he changed it to Oxford, which didn't really work out. And no one in my family likes football. None of them give a damn about it. None of my friends like football. I do now a couple of them. But back then, football had zero influence on my life.
1: Wow. It's funny how different. See, I always think, because I'm, you know, me, that it always comes from your parents. But there is a lot of people out there that parents don't like football. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, look at Ben White. No one in his family liked football, did they?
2: I am the podcasting Ben White. My dad was born born in <laughs> Chelsea because he's he, he from the Channel Islands, and my mom, his nan, his mum, came over and she was pregnant. She got ill, wasn't allowed to go back to Guernsey, so he was born there, and I was born in Putney. But no, my brother doesn't even like football. My mum, well, I mean, they're all Arsenal fans now. And my daughter's an Arsenal fan and my daughter's mum, her family are Spurs and I converted her to Arsenal. And quite a few of my friends who don't like football and will say they're Arsenal fans because I've probably taken 40, 50 different people to me to the football over the years. So I've done my bit.
1: Wow. That's very interesting. I didn't know that, actually. Hmm. Melvin, you, was it your parents, friends, or how did you get into it and what year was it?
3: Right, my, what it, well my an uncle of mine lived with us with my parents and me and my younger brother and when i was about four four and five they my father and my uncle used to go to the arsenal come back and my, the first thing my mum would say had we go i didn't even know we were playing didn't know it was another team And then after a while realized and then they took me to my first game in 1962 was arsenal aston villa we go on to that but I had to admit, my uncle was a mad, mad supporter. He was one of those that you could not say anything bad about the Arsenal, even if you're an Arsenal supporter to him. He wouldn't have any criticism. He loved it. And the reason he loved Arsenal was growing up, there was a guy called Dennis Compton who played football for Arsenal, played cricket for Arsenal. I think he mm. captained England at cricket. He might have done that the same for Arsenal. He was, And he was what they used to call the Brill cream boy. He was the, the guy that used to advertise Brill cream and all the boards up on the high road and all that. He was, you know, the man, the David Beckham of his time as if you like. And my uncle just idolised him as a footballer, as a personality. And he was, as I say, mad arse. When he was, he lived with us, he lived with us for years and years, my uncle. And yeah, I just, you know, he used to take me everywhere. By the time I was about six or seven, he took me to every home game. And then a few years after that he used to take me to away games, mostly London games, but if we played in the cup used to take me to the away games as well in the cup. So he really, though my father was Arsenal, my uncle was the real reason. He was the real reason I was an Arsenal supporter.
1: Wow. Okay, so first game memory, Melvin. When was it?
3: Well, first game memory. I half remember the first game I ever went to, believe it or not, but it was a strange reason. I went to Aston Villa, 1962 three season. Um, I asked them been about seven, I suppose, seven, six, seven. And um, what happened was we got beat 5-4. I don't remember the game at all, but I know we got beat 5-4. And what I do remember is twice during the game, I was sitting on my father's lap and I said, to my dad, I want to go to the toilet. Twice he took me to the toilet and twice Bill has scored. And they blamed me for the defeat. They wouldn't <laughs> take me for another year. And my mum said to him, you've got to take him again. You can't do that. So that was my first
1: game. Oh, bless. And
3: type of memory as well.
1: Yeah, 62. Danny, when was yours?
3: First game I went
2: to was the uh, the 18th of October, 1987. Spurs won, Arsenal two. 1 0 down. I uh, think Pat, maybe Pat Vandenhaus scored. And then Michael Thomas and David Rocastle scored. And then I went, oh, I quite like this. It was a week after my 17th birthday.
1: Wow. Well, I'm like sort of much earlier than you, Dan, because mine was about 73, 1973, because my dad took me when I was four, apparently, and put me over the turnstiles. <laughs> That's
3: what I used to do. That's
1: it. <laughs> yeah. And I sat on someone's lap. Um, Melvin.
2: Yeah. Can I ask yeah. Melvin, a question. Did you say you lost Arsenal lost 5 4? Yes. That was 61-62, the
3: 31st of March 1962. That's it, in March. So 61-2, not 2-3. So, yeah, 1-2. Yeah. That's, that was my first game I ever went to. yeah. And uh, I had a, a centre-half playing John Sloanhawk, his name was. We didn't have a lot of, obviously, foreigners then. But I always remember that name. It was John English. Scott. Not it says on here that, that he's English. That sounds Dutch.
2: English.
3: Yeah. yeah uh, if he would have played too. about 10 years later, he would have never been booked, would he?
2: That's mm. in You're know you not, not going to spell that too quickly, are you? Exactly. exactly. But you saw um, Vic Groves pay. Perry Groves' is uh, uncle. Very nice.
1: Go I on, mean, Amanda.
2: I'll, I'll No, no it's now. all right,
1: Dan. We're just going right back. It's just brilliant to listen to, really. And it's interesting. You know, you've got Extreme RKO saying, my first game, I was 3-1987. God, you make me feel old. And we <laughs> lost to Norwich. you got Nobby Clark saying, first game away to Fulham, 1968. Gunner won 1-3. You know, it's like... We all have our memories and I'm gutted because I don't know my first game and my dad doesn't know my first game. You know any
2: facts about it? No, no.
1: You don't know
0: anything?
1: No. And and honestly, he still says the same thing. He says, at three years old, I used to recite the double team. I mean, seriously, I do not believe him. (laughs) But he says, I did. I recited the double team. I Um, had to take
2: my Shan to her first game when she was about five months old uh, so me and her mum went there, and I took my mum. And so we went in there before the game, and then Sean stayed. And then once the game kicked off, my mum took her back to the car, and they sat in the car because I had to baptise her in the world of Arsenal before <laughs> those Spurs supporting scumbags on the other side that the family didn't think about it, because then she's done. They can't, you can't claim a soul once
3: we've claimed it.
1: And I just asked something,
3: commander, "Jim, yeah, Jim Eves is put." Floor.
1: Lost five four in nineteen fifty nine. My dad was a very. That,
3: I th- was it fifty nine? Because I thought my father told me and my uncle they went to Highbury when Man United beat them five four, and that was just before the Munich disaster. So that'd be in fifty eight, though, wouldn't it, Jim? Am I Right or wrong? So was no. It but Danny,
1: about? but Danny will be looking it up straight now because this is what <laughs> Danny does. Danny well, does yeah, do.
2: What year did he put He's put Melvin. it it's in 1959. 59. What do you think it is, Melvin? I think it's 58. Okay, I'll have a look. You carry on, Amanda. I'll put believe. my hand up if I find it.
1: I can't oh, believe it. Here we are actually arguing with one of my chat room viewers. It was
2: 1957-58, the 1st of February, 1958, and they beat That's us right. 5-4. And the goal scorers were, um, Bloomfield got two for us. And for them, uh, Bobby Charlton, Duncan Edwards, Dennis Violet, and two for Tommy Taylor. Wow. Yeah, that was He
1: yeah, said
3: game you were right. He said you were right. I'm sure, I
1: think. Oh, it looks like um, Gav's first game was League Cup in '85.
3: Yeah, I bet he did you didn't pay
2: to get in.
1: No, probably didn't. But the thing is, right, that's like 15 years later, and Gavin looks much older than me. And I love the fact that I can say all this. He's got no, he can't come back at me. He just comes back at me at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning on Twitter when He's we're He's had away. a hard
2: life, Gavaz.
1: <laughs> yes, right, both of you. Um, all right, Danny, your favourite ever home game. It can only be one. I won't accept two.
2: It was May at the end of the ninety-seven-98 season, and the first part of doing the the double. And I got a photo of me, Sean's mum, Sean in her mum's belly, because she was born two weeks later, and my mate monkey boy Matt. And yeah, so that's my favorite my favourite game, my favorite season, my favorite goal. Uh, I think probably the my favourite Arsenal team, all combined into one magnificent game. And I remember I don't know what I was doing yesterday, but I remember uh, the whole of that that day out and the Ian Wright getting his bum out through the window after the game. Okay. And there was a, a um, Ruth Bett has done the the drawing of that, incorporated it into one of her drawings and uh i nearly got crushed because uh, i'm oh. sitting there in my chair i'm right up against the curb and everyone's looking here and right and there's thousands of people there and i'm getting squished and i'm getting some chairs starting to go over like this and so a, a, a group of about four or five blokes surrounded me and pushed everyone else backwards so i wouldn't have got squashed otherwise i'd, I'd have been tipped out which wouldn't have been very good but that was um yeah my favorite goal I mean, my favourite game, absolutely brilliant. To be, I remember thinking at the time, I can't believe I'm at a game where Arsenal have won the league and then we had the, the second part, Newcastle in the FA Cup final a few weeks later. And so 1998 was a magnificent year for me.
1: Okay, all right. Um, I think it was a magnificent year for all our schooners, wasn't it, Dan Dan? <laughs> um, Melvin, favourite ever home game? Well, well, well favourite so ever game.
3: That's a difficult, difficult one, but one I'm going to choose tonight was when the same season, we beat Spurs at home 3-1. The the heavens opened up. We went 1-0 up from a penalty right. He got um, brought down just in the area. They got a dodgy goal from a throw on. They never gave the ball back. And then uh, Tony Adams got one about two minutes to go. Then a minute later, uh, we had that uh, righty on the right, murdered the the left back. He beat him about four times, spun him, crossed it over, and Burkham did a beautiful, like, touched the ball, moved it inside and hit it across the goalkeeper. 3-1, and it was, the, the. I can just see the famous, um, of like, Wenger going like this as a third goal winning. You had rain coming down. It was just, the atmosphere was phenomenal. It was dark. It wasn't an evening game, but it seemed like an evening game. What game was this? 3-1, we won. Oh, what year two.
1: was it? Because I think, the
3: first year of Wenger. What
1: ninety six?
3: But you, we won the double. It might be or the first year of Wenger. The first time we played Spurs at home with Wenger as our manager. Ah.
1: You the thing is, it? no, I can't. And the thing oh, is, the
3: goals, the two goals. Adams, he got it on his chest and smashed it in. Someone pushed it back to him. He scored it from about about three yards out. And whacked it in, Adams, to make it two one. Then a minute later, righty did something on the right, right. He murdered it back crossed it in Burkham, murdered their
1: right back and pushed it across the keyboard. They're saying 96, yeah, BX
3: yep. Gunner Yeah, right. Fabulous game. Great it at Arsenal
2: or at Spurs? At Highbury. Uh,
1: I can't think. The thing is, I was thinking this as she was talking, right? There's thousands and thousands of wonderful games that I've yes, seen over the yes. years. I can't remember hardly any of them. That's the thing. I mean, when you watch them again, yeah, of course. But if you're talking to me, I mean, obviously, so many different things stand out. You know, like, obviously, you've got Anfield 89, all the FA Cups, the doubles, you know, losing the yeah, Champions yeah. League final, the FA Cup at Hull and all that and everything. But there's so many other games. I think yeah. one of the worst games I ever saw in I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was 6 2 against United in the League Cup.
0: Oh, yeah, what's it was 6 2. Mott
1: Sharp. What was his George name? George Gray We we literally sat there and I was like, that was at Highbury. What was the the boy sharp called for United? Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp. Sharp. I
0: remember
1: remember him parading up and down the wing, and I'm going, oh my god, we're just we're just getting hammered here. And and you remember certain games, don't you? Like just obviously we all know the eight two at Old Trafford. Um, and just as different, but there's hundreds and hundreds of wonderful games that we've watched. I, I mean, I was thinking the other day, do you remember Shakhtar Donetsk when we were 2 0 down and we won 3 2? I think that's what happened. Um, just, just 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 different memories, isn't it? I mean, we were lucky, we were we've been to Highbury, not everybody's been to Highbury. Yeah, that's I,
2: sure. I, I um, found that I found that game, Melvin. It was uh Arsenal three Spurs one, 24th of November 1996. Ian Wright, 28th minute penalty, Adams, 88, Burkamp 90.
3: Yeah, there that's, 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 that we are, There we are. as I, as I thought. But I could have had, Amanda, there's so many great times I've had at Highbury. So many great memories. I could have yeah. chosen so many games. I mean, I went to the first time we won anything for years. I went to Anderlec when we beat them in the second leg at Highbury. That raised the roof. That, for me, was because we never used to win anything when I first started watching the Arsenal. Was that
1: when was yeah, that? Um, that was the
3: 19th Or was it the Bears Cup? What year? 1969-70. Oh, I was
1: like six months old. That's why I don't remember it, but I think my dad... <laughs> no, no, old. but it's he like your dad, your dad would yeah, have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. All right, so Danny, your favourite first manager, basically. That
2: was George Graham all day long. Favourite manager, best manager, greatest manager. What that bloke did, he, he turned... Rubble into uh, in, into magnificent players. The way it, it, people think that Wenger is the greatest. Wenger had world class, class players at the club. He had money to bring in the best players. Uh, George Graham had had uh, a handful of loose change. He had to work on players from the fourth division. Perry Groves, Ian Allinson from from Colchester, and players like Steve Williams from from Southampton was there and players that weren't necessarily um, that you would look back at if you had to have a list of all the players that played for Arsenal in George Graham's first two years most Arsenal fans would go don't know that don't know that don't know that you get Arsene Wenger's first two years loads of them people know some of them were world-class players and when for George Graham to come in and beat the dominant Liverpool, who, if you're a decent player, you went to Liverpool or Man United. No decent players ever came to Arsenal. Charlie Nicholas was a decent player and everybody wanted him, but yeah. uh, I think he only came to Arsenal because he wanted to live in London and he didn't really live up to expectations apart from that League Cup final game. Um, so what George did was, was magical and I get that same feeling in my gut now with Arteta that I did with George Graham and I loved Arsene Wenger the first decade magnificent should have retired after 10 years but the, the the similarities that we have with bringing the youth players through having a connection because when George when Wenger came in it was like let's go and get all these French players he bought loads of players all over the world was young players from everywhere and most of them ended up being a failure but Arteta and George Graham are doing it the right way. So you have a bond, you have a connection with with the players and with the manager. And plus Arteta, like George Graham, was a, a midfielder who went around kicking people and won stuff with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the number of similarities, the only thing missing is uh, playing in that bloody stadium. We should be back at Highbury. I'm going to buy it and we're going home.
1: <laughs> um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's a really tough one, Dan, because obviously it is George Graham for me. But the first 10 years of Wenger were outstanding. It was spoil. We it was unbelievable. It was like football porn what we were watching. <laughs> and, it, and he did say to us, Wenger did say to us, appreciate what you've got. You don't see this all the time and it's not gonna last forever. But but we were basking in the fantastic of Omri and everybody else. But so Melvin, for you, is it Wenger, is it Graham, or is it someone else?
3: No, it's got to, I've got to agree with you. It's got to be Graham for me, because he, he very similarly like Arteta, he inherited a very poorly run club and a poorly run first team, and he had to t- do surgery on it. He basically got rid of all the stars, George Graham, and got yeah. his team. And the, the same like Arteta's, now it's his yeah. team. And yeah. the way he got them was very clever. I mean, I've been lucky to be in his company quite a few times. And he, he told me once, not me, but other people around, that what he used to do, he used to get newspapers from up north and around the country sent down to him, the local newspapers. And he used to read, on a Monday morning, all the local um, sp- scores and what the local reporter wrote about the players of these teams. Because it wasn't no internet then.
1: Sorry, who like, got the papers sent to George them?
3: Graham got them sent down. He got them sent in every Monday. Used to go through all the sports pages of all the local like the stoke city obviously papers go through and see what the sports writers think about each player how they played because it didn't always get out and he just in his mind had these players and when all of a sudden he became arsenal manager then he knew who he had to look for he did the scouting and he got the I mean, his first eight signings were unbelievable you know what you think about with the Dixons and the Winterburns and the Bolds and people like that were really ridiculous. Alan Smith, I mean, we didn't know too much about Alan Smith, really. You think he was a decent forward, but mm. we didn't realize what he was until he came to us. Mm. He was one of a type here, Ian Smith. He, he was perfect, he was the perfect centre forward. He not just his goal scoring, but the way he held up the ball. Away, there's so many of these players, he did, but then again. He did a little he did a mini Wenger. He also went off the boil. Not long after not as long as Wenger did, but he also, like everyone does, went a little bit off the boil. And some of the signings you went not too sure. I mean, there was a I think right at the end of his tenure at Arsenal, he had a couple of um, I call panic buyers. Kowambi, do you remember him? Yeah. Chris. Never Kewombe. an Arsenal player. Eddie McGoldrick. Never. Okay. McGoldrick never an Arsenal what player. Jimmy Carter Jeffords. never an Arsenal player.
1: Francis Jeffers Melv. That was Wenger. Oh yeah, I see. This is what I mean. It blurs into years and years of watching this club. I mean, it's got to be forty-five years for me. So it blurs into one. Yes, it was. But, but, that, but, but, but all, managers, all managers make stuff signings. They yeah, do, they and do. Do. all managers it make great
3: signings. But but with with George Graham. Had there not been George Graham, there would never have been Arsene Wenger. Yeah.
1: Oh God, yeah, of course. Um, and again, David Dean was involved in all of that from start to finish. But
3: but not so much with say, George Graham. He wasn't. Not so much with George. What Graham.
1: Dean? Oh, I thought he was. he was.
3: No, no, no. He was around, but he wasn't. He wasn't the um, decision maker at that time. Put it that way.
1: Well, Tracy thinks you've got great insight, Melvin. We love Tracy. You I wish I had great sight. That's the problem. Tracy when George
2: Graham took over. Some of the we had the England left back Kenny Sampson, the England right back Viv Anderson, Scotland's number one joint striker Charlie Nicholas. You had young prospects like Stuart Robson, who, who should have gone on to have a magnificent career at bad Arsenal. Bad injury, bad injury. Yeah. And then you had you had those stars, and he had to get those out. And, I, and Tony Woodcock,
3: Tony Woodcock was yeah. in the team then. Yeah, yeah sent him back what, to Paul Mariner. Paul
2: Mariner, yeah, sent him back to saying. Cologne. But yeah, yeah, He got rid of them all, and got he, you know, he all. said, uh, and he went right. Let's let's have a look at the, the youths and the reserves and see what we got. Go and pick out the boys from the Overland combination, and go. Oh yeah, these uh these young players, these young players born and bred in London that have a connection to the area, a connection to the club, much like Smith Rowe and Saka and Eddie and all that lot now, and Reese Nelson. I went, you lot, come and prove yourselves. I'm giving you the exactly opportunity, right. and they grabbed it, and I think they did quite well, Amanda. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: Absolutely. I think you know, I, you know, I've discussed this before, but I see Wenger and Graham in Arteta, if I'm honest. I see the best of the both of them in him, um, and I've always been biased about Arteta from day one. But I do feel like Melvin, like you said, he's clear. He cleared out what we needed, cleared out, clearing out. He's now brought in what we need. Um, and, in you know, obviously it'd be very remiss of me not to well uh, wish Jesus better and recover within about a week, let alone two to three months or whatever it's going to be. And I'm devastated. And, you know, we knew something was going to happen during the World Cup, just devastated It's for Jesus. But, you know, I, I believe that he has got both of them in him. I really do. I think – and also I feel it's so hard at the moment because we, you know – We are still top of the tree. We're going to be top of the tree at Christmas. We're still going to be top of the tree boxing night, whether we win, lose or draw. But I think to challenge for the league, which we're going to go into a little bit later on, um, both George Graham and Arsene Wenger won the league. So I can see both. Anyway, moving on from a little bit more. So I'm going to ask you for your favourite player to ever play for Arsenal and your worst player. Melvin? Favourite and your
3: worst? Again, it is so difficult. Favourite. I was so lucky to watch so many great, great Arsenal players. And also, growing up, my Like to start with, it was in the Joe Bakers of this world. When I got a bit older, then it was the Liam Bradys of this world. I just, oh, what a fabulous player. Getting to any Arsenal team at any era. But I'm sticking with one player. One player I've got to go with. It's Vieira. For mm. me, he was the um, ultimate ultimate midfield player, and also he was, and it's thrown around, everyone who plays international football is called this, sorry, he was world-class.
1: Oh, and yeah, You can't I say
3: that. Uh, everyone else is called world-class if they, uh, you know, they play in the preps. Prim- no, no, no. He was, no doubt, world-class. And he put us, like Burkheim did as well, and they're in the same teams they got together, but like Burkheim did, he put us up to a level. Vieira came and he pushed us on to another level again. And for me, this just, oh, what a player. I remember him coming on against Shuffle Wednesday as a sub, I think. I think the first ball that he was given, it went under his foot and went out for the throw on. And you still knew there's something about that kid, he's special. I heard of it. One of my friends used to watch the reserve games and saw him play when he first signed. He might have been even before Wenger joined the club, because it was a few months before Wenger joined. And he said, we've got someone here. I said, yeah, but it's a... no, no, he says, we've got someone here, mark my words. So for me being now the worst one. Now then I don't like doing that. I'm not going to I'm not going to say I'm going to change it a bit. Not worse. The one that aggravated me the most. There's been a few of those around, but I'm going to go for Kalazanac because I reckon when he first came, he looked oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, listen, he looked okay. okay. But I think what happened was he must have gone in for a service and they took away his go forward gears because all he could do was go back. And that's so aggravating me. He should have actually, when he kicked off playing for the Arsenal, should have faced their goalkeeper because that's what he did the rest of the game. So for me, for aggravation wise, I don't like—I don't like having a go at Arsenal players <laughs> because it's not what I like to do. But if, you, if you've asked the question, I'm answering it. For me, he used to drive me mad.
1: That's fair enough. I'm just going to put a few up from the—I um, say—the crowd, the people in the chat room tonight. Um, before I come to you, Danny, I was just looking at one and I thought it was quite funny. Now, mate, so Gavs at wore loved Merson and hated Cleb. Cleb.
3: Cleb was terrific. I loved Cleb. Cleb, was Cleb. What are
1: you talking about? Um, well, I, I do <laughs> So you didn't like him because he looked like a snide. Do me a favour. I thought Cleb was a good player, but... Danny, I'm just going to put one more up. Oh, yeah. See, I get this. Ian Wright's my favourite. My least was Pascal Sigan. Yeah, so those are the ones that I was expecting, actually. Um, Nobby Clark says, sorry. Hold on. I pressed the wrong thing. Sorry. Um, Nobby Clark said, worst was Peter Marinello, best Charlie George. Nobby, you're going to have to yeah. join us the week after next when my dad's on because he'll be talking about all these players. Um, worst for me, Ryan. Worst for me was Igor Stefanos. So Stepanovs, by the way. Um, Dan, best and worst.
2: The best is Tony Adams all day long. Nothing even comes. coming mean, t- Tony Adams, uh, Dennis Bergkamp, Ian Wright in that order. Thierry Henry and Vieira don't get a look in because they they shit on Arsenal and. They I want to go, I want to go.
3: Fuck <laughs> off, then. you're Dead to me, pair of you. I don't players. think you're right about Vieira, Danny. Sorry, mate. I don't think he wanted to go. I think uh, For two years be before he left, he left, he was constantly in the papers going, I want to go to Real Madrid. I heard rumours that he was crying when he found out we're letting him go. Uh, Who? Anders Lindtar
1: hmm. I loved Anders uh, Lindtar.
2: And the, the player I dislike the most is there's quite a long list. I don't like John Hartson because <laughs> he's Welsh. Um... <laughs> I don't like... Um, who else was there? I um, apologise
1: to all the Welsh people.
2: <laughs> I've got PTSD when it comes to Welsh things. And uh, the other one was... Oh, Mikel Silvestri. Oh, yeah. Couldn't stand him. But mm. my overall player... Uh, I hate more than any other Arsenal player Mesut Ozil. For the money he cost, for the wages that he earned, for the wages that he got in the new deal... And for what he did for our club and the amount of money that he cost us and the effort that he put in in the last three years that he was there, I can't stand him as a person. I can't stand the way that he looks. I can't stand his shitty attitude. You're, you're one of the most skillful players we have ever had at the club. And for the last three years, you sat on your ass and did bugger all. And just bringing politics into it. And his attitude, and, and he's thought we he went to Fenerbahce, did the same thing there. He's mm. now gone to another um, Turkish team, and he has done almost the same thing there. So far this season, he's played ten minutes in one game, and he fell out of the Germany team. He's just, he's just, a, he's just a disagreeable human being. And so he's like a little
1: him. bit of a disappointment to you, Danny. I think that we can safely say that Meza Ozil is not on your Christmas card. First list. three
2: years, what an absolute yeah. joy. Yeah. We used to wax lyrical about how yeah. blessed we are to have a magnificent player like that. And then he went and completely ruined it by being a dickhead.
1: Okay, so the <laughs> one of Danny's rants at half past eight on a Thursday night. Love it. All about Meza Um He's not one of my worst, but I'm, I mean, it's hard for me because it would be Ian Wright or Tony Adams. but my well, worst? No, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. But I remember the days of John Divine. Do you remember him, Melvin? Yeah, yeah, oh, Irish me. left back. I didn't hate him, but he was useless. And it's just like, yeah. And actually, this is one person I really do dislike. Lynn Simpson, I agree with you. I really dislike Gwendoozy. I really problem, just yeah. like
0: Ozil.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it, for me he's worse than Urzel. I just every time I see him, it makes me feel oh. You know, you need a good talking to, young man. You really do. You've um, got the same attitude,
3: but not the skill, I'm afraid.
1: No. Um, Mark wants to know. So, what do you think of Ozil, Danny? He's all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I Abamyang mean, is very close to that as well. Yeah, but is the it... Abamyang situation didn't last for three seasons of of nonsense. It only lasted six months. And Arteta went at you, get sun on your ass.
1: Yeah. But anyway, anyway, moving on. Right, favorite celebrity fan. Uh, Favourite celebrity Arsenal fan. Danny, I'll go with you first.
2: Uh, are we allowed to pick you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the least celebrity. Go or, on.
2: <laughs> or Gav. Gav's a bit of a legend. He's a ledge. I've got to ring Gav at the weekend. I've had my orders ring up. And you he'll, have? Uh, he'll uh, he'll uh, probably be drunk no matter what time of day I ring him. Um, I like Tom Watt. I think he's uh, a really interesting one. I like the Queen. She was an Arsenal fan. She was a, I really liked the Queen. Um there's a few that I really don't like that are really starting to get on my nerves that uh like Thierry Henry thinks he's an Arsenal fan. He's not an Arsenal fan. You wouldn't have gone to Barcelona if you were an Arsenal fan, Sunshine. Um but um tell me some people that are because um I can't really oh Rob Beckett.
1: Oh Rob Beckett. Piers Morgan. No, he's no not Arsenal, he's not,
2: Like Gav will tell you, he's not an Arsenal fan. The way he, <laughs> after that 94 Cup Winners Cup final, where he tried to get Arsenal fans to go to prison for something they didn't do and got their season oh. tickets taken off and the bloke is an absolute nonce.
1: We will move on from that, Danny. But
2: I don't <laughs> oh, know. Like... You've interviewed him, haven't you? He's I, a mate of yours. I,
1: many no, he's not, but many, right. many years ago, yes, and that didn't go down too well. But <laughs> no. what I will say is for me oh, Matt Lucas, pick...
2: like your Yeah, Carls Matt is. Lucas.
1: But Mo Gilligan's my favourite. I just love him. And um Idris Elba as well. Absolutely love those two as awesome. Arsenal fans. Yeah, oh, say Elba was massive wow. Arsenal. But um wow. what I will say about Piers Morgan is is he's all about Piers Morgan and the fact is that he just is not, he doesn't seem to come across as an Arsenal fan, he is, but he doesn't come across like that because he just wants to, wants to interview Ronaldo constantly, and it's boring now. I didn't even watch it. I didn't no, even watch it. But anyway, moving Sorry. on. I like Matt Lucas, but as well, and Idris Elba's my and, and Mo Gilligan. But Melvin, have you got any? Tom Watt's yeah, a I good got... shout, by the way. Dan, go on. Yeah, Tom
3: Watt is terrific. I've spoken to him a couple of times. Love, terrific, terrific. Um, I'm gonna go somewhere different. Bradley Walsh.
1: Oh yes, of course. I've met Bradley, and he li- he doesn't live far oh. from where I work, and he oh, he's brilliant.
2: Yeah. I never even oh, thought
1: of Bradley. I'll tell yeah, you, what, of course. I don't
2: like Alan Davis. What an absolute tool that bloke is. Oh, Everyone God, I know Alan. has met him says he's a dickhead.
1: <laughs> Danny's yeah. off on one. Um I listen to the Tuesday Club and he's ever so funny. But anyway, so we've got Well Davina McCall's a new Arsenal fan, Bradley Walsh, yeah, Lennox Lewis, of course. Um, um oh yeah, Michael Watson. Forget about all these yeah, people. Course. Oh, oh very true. Jeremy Beadle loved being in the clock ends and asking for a wave. Um Carl Stark says Matt Lucas. Oh no, Jackie- another one that
2: I can't stand. That Tip oh. Lewis Hamilton, another dickhead.
1: Oh, was he Arsenal? I didn't even yeah. know.
2: Oh, when it suits him, he's Arsenal.
1: <laughs> Someone's put Rihanna. Um anyway. Right. Hey, I remember
2: Rihanna. She used to go to all the away days in the in the seventies. So she was hardcore. <laughs> She'd get a few pints of Stella there. She was a nightmare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God! And Reverend Richard Coles. Oh, is... he's lovely.
2: Yeah, that's lovely. Right, okay, four. you
1: two. God knows what's going to come out your mouths now. Um, what do you love and not love about Arsenal? The Arsenal, Melvin. I'm just going to go with you first. So, Dan, can calm down.
3: Right, what I love is I love <laughs> I love the class of the club, and I love our history. But on the other side of the coin i think it's a disgrace the way they treat the supporters when it comes to the website as a joke i've actually for next year going to university to try and work out how you actually get things i've been on the website so many times amanda just an ordinary question and it keeps bringing you back to where you started from no no all i want to know is when how can i buy tickets Or can i do that or can't i do that and it's unbelievable and also with the phones The people I speak to on the Arsenal over the years have been brilliant. Absolutely. When when they finally pick up the phone, and I'm not blaming them, but when the phone gets picked up, they cannot be more helpful. But the other day, I I don't know if I told you, I lost my season tickets. Just lost them on the way to the the ground. So I had to phone up on the Monday to get another one. It took me two and a half hours on on hold before someone picked up the phone. And it wasn't a generic number. It was a special number or... I was filtered to one special thing to get new tickets. Not a ticket for the game where I can understand everyone probably is trying to get tickets for a game. It was a special thing to get things like, like it was a type of, you know, filter with two or three things. And one of the things was to get, a, you know, a season ticket, a problem with the season ticket. Two and a half hours.
1: Oh, my God. Now, life. I was not
3: going to put that phone down because I wanted to go to the next game. But I'm sure other people have had problems. It just drives you mad they've got to sort out the website have We're you ever written
1: why don't now. you write to them and tell them email them
3: yeah no, i don't think i don't with all due respect i don't think they'd be that interested i'm sure other people who are more uh, literate than me would have done that and uh, obviously nothing's been nothing's well,
1: changed funny you should say that about the website i tried to put my ticket on ticket exchange it is not easy to understand thank you Thank I, you. I, and I mean, I'm not stupid. I mean, I'm, well, I'm a little bit IT, not too much. <laughs> but but honestly, it was only the woman the next, sitting next to me at Arsenal told me what button to press or some colour that I worked it out because I couldn't do it the first time because I want yeah, exactly. to put my tickets on ticket exchange so people can go that don't get a bloody chance to go. But anyway, I don't like the website either. Danny, right, Danny, try and keep it <laughs> clean. What do you love about the Arsenal and what do you not?
3: I love our history.
0: Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDSSE
2: I love uh, the fact that it not matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from, you are immediately accepted into the Arsenal fan base. And uh, and all that uh, that stuff. I love I love hybrid. I love the the the, the statues. Um I love the players. I love the kits. Most of the kits. Um, I love the fact they've got an underground car park, which is nice. But I've never been able to get in there because I can't turn up for eight hours before the game to get in there. Um, I, uh, I used to love where I sat at Highbury. Wonderful, right, right next to the pitch. The things I don't like. If if people want a little plug here for Gab, Go to um, go to Instagram if you've got it, and go and find She-Walk. Gav does these musing things uh, <laughs> yeah. many days a week, and he's just done one about the ticket situation and uh, and the paying for the game, these, these friendly games. It's interesting what he has to say there, considering he's not a man of words. He, he does quite a good job with that. Um, things I don't like, I will just keep it personal for me. I don't like the fact that um, I can't just go and buy a ticket um i have to join something called the purple membership scheme which is about 50 quid a seat if i want to go to one game i have to join the purple membership scheme pay 50 quid for that and then try and get a ticket that is an absolute pain in the ass and the amount of hassle i have to go and get a letter saying of, of my medical condition i have to get another letter saying that i uh, allow, that i'm allowed the benefits because they can check whether you um need the wheelchair tickets by Proving that you get yeah. disability living allowance and things like that—it's a whole load of nonsense, don't they? Just go, oh yeah, you've been—you got your first season ticket in, in nineteen eighty-eight. We know who you are. Here you go, and uh, you immediately had to get tickets. But it just seems another way that they can make my life harder, trying to get get the tickets and extra little bit of money. The club is owned by a multi-multi billionaire. My 39, 49, 59 quid or whatever it is, it's completely unnecessary. You don't need to do it. And also um, with the lowest lowest level of where physically where you sit at the Arsenal for the wheelchair fans is an absolute disgrace. People stand up, you can't see a thing. Mm. But then balance that out with the fact that if I buy, if a season ticket for where I want to sit is a £1,000, I get it for 500 quid and my helper gets in for nothing. So it does kind of balance itself out. But it's more the, the irritant factor of me trying
3: to get tickets. Can I just add something to that, Danny and Amanda? I think it's a disgrace. We're both season ticket holders, Amanda, right? If we're gonna watch Arsenal play in the League Cup, we've got to buy our own seats and we've got to pay ticketmaster <laughs> to buy our own
1: seats. Seat. <laughs> it's great.
3: That but is I mean
1: I mean, the thing is, as much as I you know, we're all falling back in love with Arsenal again and Arteta and everything that's going on. What they did today to charge us, it it, it just sums some of the mentality of that club up and, you know, it's like 50 steps forward with everything they're trying to do now and the atmosphere and everything's great and, like, 10 steps back with that. And they pissed me off when they did that because, you know, like, we haven't got the Arsenal at the moment. No one's got their clubs. We've, there's no football on today anyway. The World Cup starts again tomorrow. And w- how nice would it have been if they'd have said, even if you're just a member of Arsenal.com or whatever, just just watch it. And the good thing is, and I'm glad people did this, they started tweeting the goals anyway, so you could watch it. So that's how I watch my goals. I'm not giving them 10 quid or 9 quid, whatever it was. Absolutely outrageous. Actually, and I agree with you on so many things. And, Danny, I've seen what uh, – Gav is trying to do with She wore I've been reading it the last few days, and it's so interesting that someone needs to really speak to the club because the problem now, Dan, is we're so we're playing so well. They're like gold dust. We can't get tickets for love nor money, and who are getting the tickets are the touts and stuff like that. And that that's not on. But what I would say is. <laughs> I I don't know the answer because the games are full now. Very rarely do we see hundreds and hundreds of seats empty. Um, We're doing well, and that's the problem. Um, I don't know. Will it ever change? It's all about money anyway. But
3: It's too corporate now, Amanda. It's a corporate business. It's been corporate
1: for many years, you know, since
3: the 90s. But they can still be corporate and still have someone that's got common sense. To speak that speaks to can speak to the public and go, Do you really think the public will accept this? Do you think it's the right thing to do? Has no one in that club got a bit of common sense to think, Hold on a minute, we're talking about raising and getting another 100 or 25 grand today. Is it really worth it to drag our supporters through this? Where's the goodwill? I mean, whether Arsenal pay 50 million for a player. Or 48 million for a player is neither here nor there. Oh, so, what are they mess around.
1: For? I know. And also, it's absolutely, I, I forgot even more so. It's a bloody friendly they're expecting us to play for because over and over and over again, your podcasts, Mel, charging oh, to yeah. watch a kickabout with the kids on the website is a disgrace. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And I rarely agree with you. But anyway, <laughs> it wouldn't cost much for
2: Arsenal, <laughs> to employ, for Arsenal to employ four people who speak English based in England based in the UK on a a (laughs) part-time basis, say you get paid 10 grand a year, four or five people. And when you want to do your ticket exchange, you ring up them and it is all done in-house by the club and make it illegal for the tickets. Like some pop stars have done it and said, if the tickets are bought on Ticketmaster, they are invalid. Every single ticket is only going to be available. And if you want to put your ticket to us, we will not charge you a, a penny for it and you will get, any money that the that we sell your ticket for for that one game—that is easy to do. You could get someone like Gav involved. I mean, Gav has a uh, some people who don't know Gav are a little bit harsh to him. He has a bit of a reputation, a bit of a uh, bit bit choppy, bit strutterish, but his his heart is in the the right place for sorting these things out. And you need someone like Gav yeah. to be able to go in there because he has such a reach and he knows so many people yeah. and he does so much stuff. Where just get involved and say like Gav, how would you sort this out? But they're never going to. Because the people there, well, not it, it like we've got a Spurs fan running the Arsenal social media or something? Oh, I
1: don't well, who know. You about got that?
3: on Amanda, who you said you got on next time on this?
1: So, Tom Canton's coming on on the
3: Goona no, someone else
0: you mentioned. Oh,
1: that. the AST, yes, I can definitely well, bring that up with them. Yeah, yeah. Him? We've got um Akil coming on and Tim Payton, and, a, well, they, 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 and they do try, but they so do see, I'm a member hard. of the AST, they do really try to do things, I have to say, and I. You know, generally just before COVID, I was going to a meeting every month and they're always – they're for the fans, absolutely for the fans.
0: And yes, I mean, they're going no to be
1: – so next week they're on next Wednesday night and and Tim's actually just coming back from Qatar now, so he'll have lots of memory, lots of, um, you know, information to tell us about how it was out there. Um, anyway, moving on because I want to get through the questions with you all. Um, right. Who is your unsung hero, Melvin?
3: Right. Yeah. Um... F- Flamini for me, Matthew Flamini. Okay, go on. He, he was a midfielder that no one really fancied, if you like. He wasn't the best midfielder we had, but they didn't realise what a good job he did. And also, the season that we got to the, European, uh, the, um, the Champions League final, mm. he played every match at left-back. He's right-footed, played at left-back, which is not his position and not his correct foot to be playing on. And he never let us down. He played terrific. And when it came to the final, he got dropped. Didn't complain. Got on with Mm, it. mm. I think he, to me, was an unsung hero for the Arsenal.
1: Dan, mine was Gilberto, which is what Mark was saying. But who's yours?
2: Oh, Ray Parler. Oh, okay. That that bloke, you look at what he did for Arsenal and changed his career halfway through, went from being a, a wide midfielder to coming into central midfield and being a nutcase hat against Werder Bremen in the UEFA cup if you had to list the greatest arsenal players in premier league history um, ray parlor would be so far down that list because um most people would forget about him but, mm. i mean it, the scene now and you go it's some bloke who's who, who drinks too much but as as the the body of of, of a god because he wo- he works so out and he he has he's as a laugh he's a good talker he's a nice bloke um. uh Yeah. So I mean, also uh, not not just because they're also ginger, but Perry Groves, very underrated in the George Graham days of how much he came on, or the like of Flamini, the number of positions that he would come on and play in. Spent most of his time coming on as a sub, and he when we sold him, he went to Southampton. He is such a nice bloke. I think he had a three-year contract with Southampton. After about eight months, he went. My career's over, just let me go. Rather than staying there doing an mm-hmm. Urzel and demanding all of his wages, so many players like that. I mean, I don't suppose you could say limpar, could you? Brian Marwood, another oh, one. I love Danny? Brian Marwood. He was great for
3: one season.
2: Yeah, for the time that he came in from Sheffield Wednesday to the time he left and yeah. went to Sheffield United. And the one he had one sub for one minute for England against Saudi Arabia. Um oh. I like players like that who have come in, done a job quietly, got on with it, much like you said with Flamini. And, uh, yeah, so that will be mine. There's there's so
3: many of them, but I'm going to go Ray Parler. Lovely I've actually, name. Danny, I've bumped into Ray Parlour. My son was playing in you know, like a charity tournament and I was walking along with him around the pitches. And Ray Parlour, I was on the crutches, hadn't I? hip done and ray Parlour said are you playing this afternoon?" taking the mickey and we started talking and it was like he knew me It was like amazing
0: he's <laughs> one really, of us
3: really nice exactly he was what you see the sometimes you see someone on the television all happy-go-lucky you see them out and they're not the same it's all he was a genuinely friendly guy and I, he, we were speaking for about five ten minutes he was he was talking about his knees he was just finished playing his career and he showed us the hole in his knee or t- he had a horrible hole in his knee for the operations yeah but what a lovely guy I mean really lovely guy
1: I remember meeting Ray parlor at a charity breakfast in in Chigwell. Um, it was a cha- for a charity it was an early breakfast just before work and the whole the whole place was obviously filled mainly with men and then he did a little Q a so it wasn't an arsenal thing but there was a lot of people into football there. And actually, I was with Russ, funny enough, Melvin, who was... Uh, I might be with
3: Barry that day. Barry had a table. I think I was with Barry that oh, day. Oh, well,
1: maybe you were with us because I was. that no. was the table I was on. And you, I, was you there with Ray Parler then? Do you remember what I was going to say? Yeah, I remember,
3: because... I remember what you said. But I was there with
1: Ray Parler. <laughs> so he was talking away, talking away, and I just, so just put my hands up and, and he said, oh, you? And I went, it's only Ray Parler. Well, people in the room didn't really generally know what I was talking about. But if you was an Arsenal fan, you did. Mm. He sort of looked at me and we had a bit of a laugh. And then later on, I went up to him and I said, I was behind that goal when you when you scored. And Tim went, it's only Ray Parler. is the best thing ever. And um, we had a nice picture done together. And he was exactly as you're saying. Ray Parler is no different to how you see him on social media, yeah. how you think yeah. about him for years. He is Arsenal through and through. He's a funny man and really good company. You really want to... You know, I have a whole evening with Ray Parler. because yeah. the imagine the stories and stuff, but anyway, right and just, how he
2: managed to hold down an Arsenal career and do that gardening programme with Alan Titchmarsh. I will <laughs> we'll never know how he managed to Some really good replies. Charlie <laughs> Some really good replies in, in the chat there. And I oh, like right, I'm um, gonna
1: bring them up actually because yeah, I've just Richards seen
2: this one is a yep. really good shout. Kevin Richardson. Kevin Richardson, yeah. Steve
1: Williams, brilliant. Oh, a sharvin. I really liked a sharvin. Um Big Per Mertesacker, true, actually. Super Kevin Campbell. Yep, Kevin. But I don't think he was unsung, if I'm honest. I, thought I don't he think was... people
2: realise. They all think it was Ian Wright back there. You look at the number of goals and games that yeah. Kevin Campbell played with Ian Wright. They were a formidable partnership. It was a Yeah, should never have gone.
1: But Perez... I'm sorry, was not unsung. No, he, of course he not. He was not unsung. Boys 8 How dare you write that? We it <laughs>
2: just
1: wasn't. But yeah, Jim, Kevin Richardson, you know, there's a lot over the years that you forget that actually were unsung. He, he was, definitely was he in he the was 89 the season.
2: He was of the George Graham early era.
1: Yeah, no. Nearly it's won true. the title
2: with three, with three top flight clubs and finished runners up with Aston Villa, one of Arsenal and Everton. And we this got him from why- Watford for Bugger All.
1: This is why I love Danny on the show, Melvin. I don't have to do anything. He just literally <laughs> comes out with all these stats that oh it's <laughs> hilarious. Actually His best
3: game for us, Danny was away right? to Liverpool, 89, in my opinion. Yeah. Say that again. His best performance for us, Richardson, was 89 away against Liverpool when we won the league. He was outstanding standing uh, that game out all over. He was everywhere, you couldn't get past him. And and again,
2: another player that should have had caps for England that never did, like Steve Bold. Another one who didn't get cap, enough caps for England and got some Bs. But yeah,
1: right. What about David Platt? I I quite like David. Actually, I think he no. did a good job for us. Not for me. Not
3: for me. I don't like him as a person. Not for okay. Me. I think we we didn't get him at the top, did we, Amanda?
1: We got him on the way down. Oh, I've got a funny story about David Platt. Oh, it's just too funny, but I'll go into it another time. Right. Um, Now, both of you, I've asked you for your best goalkeeper, best defender, best midfielder and best forward. How are we going to do it? You're going to do your goalkeepers each, then defender and so forth. So, Dan, goalkeeper. Seaman. Melvin. Seaman. Defender, Dan. Adams.
3: Gotta be in it, Adams. Okay. I want to go a little bit different. I would say Adams, but I want to be different to you then.
1: No, 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 no. I'll tell you why. There's a funny reason. Because so All far, right,
3: the... It's gotta be Adams. Gotta be. you two,
1: and my two? Uh, midfielder, Dan. Vieira. Vieira. It was mine. <laughs> right. I think this is where it's gonna change. You're forward, Dan.
2: Oh, as much as I hate to say it, Henri. On the pitch, no problem with him.
1: Okay. Off the pitch, dickhead. He's got loads of problems. <laughs> Melvin,
3: tough one again. Burkamp. Yeah. Okay,
1: so we all differ because mine's right, but the the three have always been Seaman, um, Adams, and Vieira for me, um, and it, and it is for many people, as you can see, look down here. So see me and extreme two extreme RKO have got exactly the same. Um, okay, we're going to do a little quick fire round and then we're going to just talk a little bit about the World Cup and then our team. Right. Um, I don't even know how to do this with both of you, but I'm just going to do it. So, Dan, Bergkamp or Henri?
2: Oh, it has to be Henri,
1: Melvin, Bergkamp, Perez or Overmars? Dan,
3: Perez, Perez, definitely that- He's with us longer. And he never he walked away from us over Mars, then he let that one go. Oh, he's on the shit list Don't you worry no, about it Anyway, this
1: is a quick fire round Oh, sorry <laughs> Saka Martinelli, Dan
2: Oh, Saka Because he's yeah. one of our own And Martinelli yeah, will go in a, in a few years Oh my God,
1: honestly You right. Martin. Saka. Uh, Saka. Saka, right yeah. um, Highbury or Emirates, Dan
2: How dare you ask me I'm not
3: answering <laughs> that Disgusting question
1: Go on, Melvin
3: With me, if you watch the show It's got, it's got to be hybrid,
1: isn't it? It will be hybrid, look, got all these people I'll put some things up in a minute Saka. Um, I can't, yeah you
2: multitasking, it's a thing I of know. joy I am you doing the washing up with your feet At the same time
1: Behave, Right, <laughs> Dan, England to win the World Cup Or Arsenal to win the Champions League
2: I Don't give a fuck about England I don't really care yeah. about the Champions League either I'd rather win the Premier League Than the Champions League
1: Okay, that wasn't the answer, but England Great. to win the World Cup or Arsenal to win the Champions League, Champions League for you, Melvin.
3: Of course, Champions League every day.
1: Okay, Dan Graham or Wenger
3: Graham, Graham,
1: Graham. Right, that's our quick fire round that didn't actually go very quick fire because we still had people throwing stats around and their opinions, but we got there in the end. Um. Let's just talk about a little bit of the World Cup and then we'll go on to our and so forth. Um, your thoughts on it at the moment, Danny? you enjoying any part of it? Have you watched any part of it? I know at the beginning you actually said to me, I'm not coming on your show if you talk about the World ah. Cup.
2: Do you remember that? And I said, no, it's not you about don't... the World Cup. I said, I hope it's not a World Cup thing. You went, look, read it properly, you twat. It doesn't, it's Arsenal, you moron. <laughs> I did not <laughs>
1: say that. Yeah, I just said, read, read it so properly that. with a smiley face.
2: Yes, it's. um, I usually watch the World Cups but this one is tainted for me in so many ways, I'm not going to go into it you can all guess what it is and uh, I've not watched the whole game the most game I've watched is the the Portugal-Switzerland one because once you get to this stage it's more important, the group stages are pointless you've got a load of cannon fodder in there being pointless games, just annoying Um, but I will watch all of the games from now on apart from the third place game because I don't care about it but uh, my thoughts on the World Cup—it's been all right. It's going smoothly, which is better than um, better can be said than some of the previous World Cups. But the it's been quite boring at times. England are extremely boring. I don't like Southgate, but uh, it's um, it's something to do, isn't it? If there was Premier League on, I'd be watching the Premier League games, not the World Cup.
1: <laughs> right, Mel, in, a, in a, just a short sentence. Enjoying sure, it or not? I haven't been
3: watching a lot of it. I've only watched one game all the way through. And that was England the other night because I was around my son-in-law's and he had it on, so it would have been rude not to, but...
0: ChumbaCasino.com. Chumba, no purchases, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: What's good to hear the results? I've seen five or ten minutes of certain games. The last five minutes, if I hear it's like too old or something's happening, I might switch it on the last five minutes. It's good that the results are not like there's been a few big teams knocked out. I'm happy about that. But I, I actually said at first I'm not going to watch any games. I'm no interest for various reasons. And I've just, I, I've just watched. Turned on the telly and that happens to be on. I haven't actually, actually once gone and purposely turned on the telly. Only if someone has told me, "Quick, turn it on now," because something's happening and all this, whatever. I got. I actually don't even know when games are on. People tell me. I phone someone up and go, there can you phone me up now? Why?" "Well, certain such games on." "Is it?" "Oh, right. Thank you." So, yeah, uh, was-
1: I think I think that you know I, I said my reasons at the beginning. Um, I didn't say I wouldn't watch it, but I'm not. Um, I'm not obsessed like when the World Cup was on years ago when I was at work, I'd have it on my phone and I'd be watching all the games, but i just watch them when they're on and if 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 it doesn't suit me, I don't watch it. I mean, I'm enjoying watching Brazil because it was nice to see Martinelli and, you know, Switzerland with Granit and Partey. You, 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 it's weird when your players are playing because you just want them to be okay and Saka is doing so well for England. It's unbelievable. Even, even the Tottenham fella in my office had to say how well he was playing, which nearly killed him. But, you know, and it's it's, in, it's, a, it's a weird one. You know, th- the weird thing is, is the timings of it all. And it just feels odd. It doesn't feel right, does it? Nothing feels right about it. We're, we're freezing cold and we're watching the World Cup. It is just bizarre. But saying that, I think England are going to beat France. I said it last week. Ask Carl at 2-0 up. I said we're going to beat France. It doesn't matter about Mbappe Mbappe or anything, we're going to beat France. And I actually think we're going to end up in the World Cup final. The one World Cup final we don't want to end up in, we're going to end up in, which is bizarre. But I think, I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I do feel we're going to end up in it. And I think, if if I'm honest, I think there's going to be a team that wins this, I've said this for ages, that we're not expecting. I really believe that. But anyway, um, what's all your thoughts on the World Cup people out there? Are you watching it? Are You enjoying it? I think there are times, Dan, where it is quite boring. I have to be honest. There are. I don't seem to watch the thrilling games. They're the ones that I'm working or stuff like that. Like, for instance, I mean, I really would have liked to have watched Brazil, but it's three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. You know, I've got work. And this is the other thing. So anyway, it is what it is. I I'll ask you a question,
3: you two. Do you think wish- if England, if England win the World Cup, if England win the World Cup, do you think the Southgate will manage to smile? No. I don't know come out some politically
2: correct statement. Yeah, of course he would. Meaningless.
1: I think um I think it would be incredible for the country if we win the World Cup. Um and it would be wonderful, but it's a weird it's a weird one this. It's the middle of December and we could win a World Cup. Um anyway, Good luck to England on um, Saturday night. Good luck to our Saka. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and I hope, you know, our thoughts go out to Ben White, whatever's happened. Hopefully he's okay. Knows. No, no. I, I hope hope know okay. people who
2: know people and they don't know.
1: No. Um, anyway, um, Cole Stark seems to think Amanda, 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 England are not being France. Well, we'll Wise have to wait man. and see. I know, and no one really agrees with me, but I've said it since last week. Um, right. So. We come back on Boxing Night, 8 o'clock at night. Oh,
0: great.
1: Um, the Emirates is going to be rocking. My mother's upset that I'm leaving to go for football, but hey-ho. And it, it's it's an interesting one because we just don't know. We, Dan, do you think we're going to come back how we finished? Do you think the yes. momentum will still be there?
2: Yes, because we saw with the um, with the with the, the COVID break, that um we that Arteta is, is very good at managing the team and managing the players and managing the times and getting everything okay. I have absolutely no problems with that. The only team that are going to fight us for the title this season is Man City, and they have got double the amount of players still at the World Cup than than we do. Some of their stars, I mean, some of them are playing for England. Um, so uh, I think they're in a worse case scenario than we are. And people making a big deal a bit, who's being out. It's not like, I said on my show last night, it's not like peak Van Persie, peak Ian Wright, peak um, Thierry Henry when they were out, that no one else is going to score goals. Jason isn't a goal scorer. That's not his job at Arsenal. Anybody of those front three of Martinelli, Smith-Rowe and Saka can go and do the the, the Jason's job. Not with the experience that he's got and maybe not with the, the confidence that he's got and wouldn't make it look as easy, but when you've got a front three of those three young men and all three of them can play in all three positions, we don't play with a goal scorer. We have had, what, 15 different goal scorers this season. Martin Elliott will step right in there. And then even even Reese Nelson has shown that he can slip in. And so I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, we'll come back. Well, but if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you how many points we've got, how many goals we've scored or what the results were. The only result this season I remember is Man United beat us 3-1. I was laying in bed the other night, thinking, "I've got no idea what the, the points in the table look like." Isn't that terrible? I
1: think, <laughs> I think it's thirty-five. I'm, no. I'm not looking at anything. No, I'm wrong. No. I think we've won twelve, <laughs> drawn one, and lost one. I think that's what I remember. 37, 37
3: points. Oh, we got thirty-seven Adrian. points. Got five, got five points. Two
1: against um, Southampton. Three against United. And we we're interesting because. Uh, Coles just put this if it were party I'd be worried we'll cope yes. with that Jesus but yeah. someone else put that about party and I sort of agree but I sort of disagree with you Dan I think Jesus is absolutely vital to the way we play no, and no. I am really worried about how we're going to cope with that yes having party out touch woods would have been far worse I agree but um, I'm going to miss him Melvin. We'll
3: see. you'll see it'll be fine don't you do worry think- I nice? don't think it. I, I agree. I don't. We've done it. I don't think it's, it's going to not great, but it's not to be so bad because we've got such a fluid football team now. Yeah. Where it, nothing, not everything comes from Jesus. He's a great player, but not everything has come from him. We have scored goals out in in the ball. we're not relying on him on every goal we score. Yes, he's a very big player for us, but we can get on without him. I'd love him in the team every week. Also would, but he'll ever. He might put us down five percent, and that five percent we can live with. Because you remember, we've got Smith Road Road coming back and it put us up 3%. So I don't think it's that big a deal. This is experience that we will lose out on. His big
2: game mentality, which he's he's used to. But Saka, big game mentality. He's growing it by the day.
1: And also, we're going to have ESR back, hopefully. So that's a definite bonus. Sorry, I just have to go back to the World Cup because I'm asking all my guests who they think is going to win it and I've got it written down. So who do you think, Dan? We'll win it.
2: Uh, Brazil.
3: Brazil-Portugal final.
1: Okay. Um, Melvin?
3: Can't see past Brazil. I still actually, I said it the other day, I know they got knocked out, but I still fancy Germany to get to the final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, where will we finish, Dan? I want a prediction from you now. Where will we finish in May? Second. Okay. Um, Melvin?
0: Third.
1: I'd take second now. (laughs) I really would. But then come April, we might be six, seven points clear. Who knows? Who knows? But you're all going to be coming back on. End of season. We'll have an end of season party with everybody on. Guys, it's been absolutely incredible tonight. I've really loved it, really enjoyed it. Dan, you know, I always love having you on. I could have you on every week, to be Thank honest. Just sitting there with your little stats and telling me everything. <laughs> Who do we play in 1981 on a Tuesday night, <laughs> no, December I the have 5th? I
2: look up. I in, have to look yeah, look but you'd up. know 11, it in seconds. 11 versus v, v11.com is where I get all that from. Magnificent site.
1: Oh, wow, brilliant. Okay, um, both of you, brilliant. Um, really enjoyed it. Thank you. And to everyone in the chat room, I so appreciate you um, coming to watch. Um, all the people that listen on audio, I really appreciate it. I don't know if you listen on audio because I don't see any comments. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Craig, hopefully, will be back to host a pod come the new year. Um, if you could all press like and subscribe, please. Next show up, Sunday night, 8 o'clock, me and Tom Canton, a, he's a mate of mine. B, he's brilliant. And C, his shows are fabulous. And he's a double award winner. I'll have to find that out, And uh, he's only, Dan. still
2: only 14. And amazing. he's still very young,
1: bless him. <laughs> um, so, yes, i see you back here Thursday night. At, sorry, Sunday night, 8 o'clock. Then it will be Wednesday night with Axe and Tim Payton. Friday night we've got special guest David Hillier coming back to join mm. me. I haven't spoken to him for ages. So David Hillier's lovely, coming man. on. And then Tuesday week, it'll be my dad and my cousin. And then I'm having a break for a week because then it's Christmas. And then we're going to be back at the Emirates and we are going to be going mental on Boxing Night. Thank you all. Um, really appreciate it. Dan, where can everybody find you and your podcast?
2: I will be uh, going through the bins at the back of Gav from She House looking for leftover bits of chicken. That's the best place to find me.
1: Oh, my God. And I know where those bins are. Melvin.
3: I'm on the um, Over and Over and Over Again podcast. I'm a guest on that, but I'll do a show, and I'm normally on a, every other Wednesday about all things hybrid. It's called Hybrid oh, yeah. Matters.
1: Yeah. Do you, and
3: you watch it, yeah? And all some things. of them. They're, yeah, they're good. very good.
1: Absolutely. They're very Absolutely. good. Especially the one with my dad on. was lovely. Yeah. It was lovely watching <laughs> yeah. that. Nothing yeah. to do with me and I was just watching. It was great. Um, go and follow these two. You, Most people know Danny, I would think, but go and follow Melvin and his podcast because it's great. And for the the younger ones that want to learn a bit about the Arsenal from years ago, Arsenal didn't become uh, Arsenal under Wenger. Remember that, everybody. So have a good evening. Stay safe in this lovely, lovely warm weather. Um, Enjoy. Come on, England. As much as I'm not that interested in the World Cup, come on, England. Let's bring it home. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Always, Arsenal.